Bust it. Try to do what those ladies tell us Get shot down cause you're overzealous Play hard to get females get jealous Okay smarty, go to a party Girls are scantily clad and showing body A chick walks by you when she can sex you But you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter Next day's function, high class luncheon Food is served and you're stone cold munching Music comes on, people start to dance But then you ate so much you nearly split your pants A girl starts walking, guys start gawking Sits down next to you and starts talking Says she wanna dance cause she likes the groove So come on fat so and just Bust the move. Live back in action with reaction to the NFL draft with the best staff. One team made of three halves. It's the third and three podcast with Tricky Nikki Gist. The Real Deal, Damian Adams, and myself, Jason Fearman. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. I'm celebrating over here. I got my Las Cervezas Maspina doing very well. And, you know, this trio is presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by Anchor Radio. The NFL draft has come and gone, so we move on to see who done good and who done wrong. Let's bring in the team, guys. Introducing first the goddess of knowledge, Miss Nikki Gist. How are we doing today? Oh, Jay, I like that. The goddess of knowledge. I, You know, you just, you always bring it with the nicknames, but uh, happy <laughs> to be here with you guys. You know how I guys feel about Wednesday. Uh, this show with you guys, usually what's getting me through <laughs> in the first half of the week. So ready to go. That's what we're here for. No doubt about it. No doubt. And we got plenty to talk about. There's no question. I'm glad to be back this week. I missed you guys. You guys, of course, did a great job in my absence. It's always even better, probably, when I'm not there because we got the anchor of third and three, whose wisdom is well beyond his years, Mr. Damian Adams. What's up, kiddo? Oh, man, I appreciate the introduction so much. And it's definitely never better without you. Uh, ah. It's the third and three podcast. And, you know, without those three sides, you know, you don't have that perfect triangle. You know, we just, we were just two sides trying to balance it out last week. Um, but now we have the, <laughs> yeah. we had the perfect triangle back together and I'm loving it. Uh, all right. That's great. Well, I'm happy that I'm back and I'm happy that you guys are happy to have me back. And uh, you guys know what's it's all about the NFL over here. We love our basketball too. There's no doubt, but there's so much to discuss and perhaps even debate the NFL draft is come and gone. Like I said, and we got a lot to talk about along with other things and other high-profile quarterbacks wanting to do what, where, when, and how. We're going to get to it, but first, shout-outs, guys. Uh, let's do it. I'll start real quick. And um, you guys know, uh, you guys are my friends off-air, too. And, you know, I, I talk to you a little bit. Um, you know, of course, we're not doing the show sometimes. And I let you know I was going through a little bit of a tough time these past couple of weeks. So I wanted to give a shout-out not just to you, but to also my great friends who not only live in Florida but in New York who had been checking up on me. Guys, everything is fine with me. I don't want you to think that there's anything wrong. It's just that I had like a little spell of, you know, depression, if you want to call it that. Everything getting to me, COVID, things around the world and whatnot. So I just want to shout out the people who you really know who are your friends when they come through and can be there for you in whatever sort of way. You know who those people are. So I'm not going to name names uh, right now, but you guys know who you are, and I thank you very much, and I love you guys. So that's my shout-out for the week. I went in a whole different direction, but it was personal for me. Uh, 
D and Nikki. So that's why I went that way. Well, you know, we always going to be there for you, bro. So, you know, appreciate the shout out and appreciate everybody who did reach out to Jay and who reaches out to anybody who's going through a tough time because we all need, you know, that shoulder to cry on from time to time or just somebody to hear you out. So that's definitely a really good shout out. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys because, again, you guys went way beyond just being partners on a show. You show true friendship and I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. So before I start crying, Damien, do me a favor. Give me a shout out, bro. So my shout out this week, I'm gonna give it to Couch Coach Live. Oh, good. Uh, they told me to actually get to give you a shout out, Jay. They said they need to get you on the show again. It's been too long. Uh, mm, but I was a yeah, I was a guest on their show on yesterday. I had a good time. We talked a little NFL draft stuff. It's a really good show. So go subscribe to follow Couch Coach Live on Twitter. Subscribe to it on YouTube, Facebook, all those good things. They come on weekly with good stuff, good banter, good sports knowledge. So shout out to Couch Coach Live. I have to slow down every time I say that. Yeah. Couch Coach <laughs> Live. Shout out to them. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. It yeah. is, right? Who would have thought, right? Just two words can make you go bonkers over there. But you know what? It is great. That's a great shout out. And I appreciate that from them. And I would love to get back on their show sometime soon. That would be certainly an honor. No doubt about it. Nikki, what do you got? Uh, this week, I am shouting out Gabby Hurlbutt. Uh, Gabby and I have been tagged together in a few mentions, a few follow Fridays and women in sports. So um, go ahead, check out Gabby. She is the host of Boston Ballin podcast. You can find her on Twitter at Gabby. I'll spell her last name so you guys have it. H-U-R-L-B-U-T number 10. Um, you know what? Just great content, former ESPN digital video associate and really a great voice for women in sports media. So everybody check her out. Fantastic. I like that a lot. I'm intrigued right off the bat right there. I, I wrote down the Twitter handle, so I'm in. Sounds like a really good one. All right. Off to a great start, as always. We are over here on 3rd and 3. It is neighborhood news time, guys. Let's get into it. We'll save the biggest for last because I don't know how long we're going to talk about it. It could take the entire show, but we'll try not to do that. A couple of little notes real quick. Alejandro Villanueva, longtime Steeler, is going to division rival Pitts, uh, excuse me, uh, to the Baltimore Ravens. So that's a big thing. He's still a pretty good player, uh, a veteran, uh, as we know, uh, served in the Army. Um, Kyle Shanahan did explain why the Niners paid so much to get Trey Lance. We'll get more into that as we go through the picks. And I want to give a shout out to Damien for making that unbelievable trade with Justin Fields going to Chicago. He called it. I figured it was going to be Chicago or Washington to go get a quarterback. I didn't know which one because I thought that Fields may go to the 49ers. But Damien, that was a great call right there. It wasn't the exact again position of where it was going to happen, but you called it, man. That was sick. Excellent. Yeah. I got so hyped when it came across the ticker trade in. Chicago's moving up. I was like, oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was definitely hyped to get that one right on that prediction. But like I said, Chicago, we'll get more into it. But, yeah, they, they need to make this move. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad they did. Their fans finally have something to look forward to. And Fields, he looked mad. You know, Nicky, when he was when he put that hat on, he's like, all right, y'all waited for me this long. Wait till you see what I could do. He looks like he's ready for ready for business, man. 
Ready for business. Gotta love it. Give that fan base a little something to get excited for. And uh, Giants fans, thank you, because we get a first-round pick next year. Yeah, how about that, right? Yeah, it worked out pretty good for you guys. So we're going to get to your draft pick and how you feel about it and, you know, the rest of the draft picks that we got going on. But, you know, we're concentrating on the first round, which we're going to get to in a few minutes over here. How many minutes? I don't know, because the the blockbuster Big Bang of the football universe came across when Aaron Rodgers became the next high-profile big quarterback to say he wants out of where he is. Russell Wilson said he wanted out of Seattle. Uh, you got Deshaun Watson, same thing in Houston. And now you got the MVP who's saying that he wanted out of Green Bay now. He does not want to play there anymore. We're going to get into this big time. But I do want to remind you guys something. Remember um, when we were making these predictions last year, you know, before the season started, and we were saying, you know, who's going to be, do this and what's going to happen here and that. I remember somebody saying that Aaron Rodgers was going to be his last year as a Packer. Do you guys recall anybody saying that? Yes, Jay. I think it was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe it was me too. So even though they did go to the NFC Championship, things have fallen apart like I thought they would. So here we go. Is Aaron Rodgers actually going to get traded? It sounds like, of course, they don't want to trade him. They still have a team that's ready-made to even go to the Super Bowl with him. But when a player is that disgruntled, like we talked about with Damian, like with Deshaun Watson, who was basically saying, I'd rather not play football than play for you. And it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is in that camp right now. So do you think it's like if the Packers are, are definitely going to have to trade him and say, look, we're going to have to just cut our ties right here. Let's get what we can for him. Or are they going to play real hardball? What are you thinking in the early makings of everything going on? Well, in the early stages, they're definitely going to try to play hardball. Right? Yeah. Um, they're not going to do anything, especially until June 1st with the way the salary cap is set up. Which mm -hmm. that's something that's a whole nother conversation in itself. I don't get why when a team trades a player, their cap gets penalized for that. But that's something that we can discuss later on. But because yeah. of that, they have to wait until June 1st just to make financial sense. But Aaron Rodgers seems like the type of guy that would just go host Jeopardy and go away. <laughs> and like I and and not care in just like I've said, I'm not playing for you guys. I'm not playing for you guys. So I don't think he's the one to try to play chicken with. Hmm. I like that. I like the way you said that. You know what? He's not. Nikki, I actually called in on the Max Kellerman show today. And they were talking about Aaron Rodgers, of course. And, and I, I thought that uh, uh, we'll get into the teams that he fits into. I, I said one specifically, and he even mentioned that your Giants would be great. And obviously he would be great in so many different places. But I agree. You know, Aaron Rodgers is that type of guy who can do so many different things. He's very intellectual. And I'm, I'm going to give the reason why I think he's going to go to that certain place. But with what's going on now, these early stages and what he's done, and Green Bay does have their quarterback of the future who really didn't do anything last year. He was the third string quarterback, but they're going to have to bring him up at some point. What do you think is going to ultimately happen? In the beginning, I agree, Damian, they're going to play hardball, but Ultimately, do you think Rodgers is going to get traded? And if not, what do you think happens from there? Yeah, no, I'm with you guys. I think they are for sure going to play hardball at first. I think they're probably pissed, right? <laughs> for an office is probably like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, you just read like you guys saw what leaked today, or I guess like so who ratted him out that he was making fun of 
Okay, I forget. I got to go back and read it before I speak on things I don't know. But anyway, I guess some some uh, he's making fun of like front office or management and that got leaked today. Um, you know, he wants to if the GM's coming back, you know, he's not coming back. I just want to ask you guys this. And I get sports is different. I really, really, really do. I understand that. I get it depends who you are, what you bring to the table, how talented you are. You know, that could translate into just regular uh, employment. We've all worked with people who get special treatment because of who they are or amount of business they're bringing in or what have you. Um, How much power should a quarterback have within the organization? Like enough to dish out ultimatums? Damien, why don't you go first? It depends on the quarterback. So, Mm -hmm. of course, with someone like Aaron Rodgers, you know, top five QB of all time, he should have the power to say, I want this guy. Now, should he be able to say, I want this guy, and if we don't get this guy, I'm gone? No. But he should be able to say, we should get this guy, or maybe we should get a wide receiver in the first round. He should probably be in the room when decisions are made. Now, does he get the ultimate decision? No, because he's not the one scouting. He's not the one doing all the groundwork that those guys are doing. But he does have a, he should have a right to say, this is what's going to help the offense. Um, now, if you have a middle of the road quarterback, if you're Jared Goff, uh, you're just quiet and you do your job and you say, I'm thankful to be here, in Detroit, uh, <laughs> and I will try to improve to try to save my career. But it depends on the type of quarterback you have, the veterans. I think they have the right to say what they want and who they want on the offense. Um, Young quarterbacks, not so much, but maybe they have the right to say what they want in the playbook or maybe we should do this in the plays. It just depends on the trust you have in the QB and their relationship with the offense. Um, But as far as organizational-wise, making ultimatums, I guess anybody can do it, but you you have to be very sure in what you think your value to the franchise is. Because if you think your value is at 100 and they think your value is at 50 you make the ultimatum you're gonna find out real quick (laughs) (laughs) that you don't have that much power so you have to you have to be sure and you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself about that when you try to make those ultimatums but it's a tricky question um but i would say veteran qbs have the right to say who they want on offense and when it comes to new coaches they also have a right to say what coach they would like. They should be in that conversation, but they don't have the ultimate say. See, I'm, I'm with you, and I'm going to even take it a little bit further. I think that any quarterback on a team that has e- either a, a contract that is extended, you know, um, I mean, over four years, four years or more, whatever it may be, like a Patrick Mahomes type of thing, he should be able to have every single say in everything because you know that that guy is going to be your quarterback unless some unbelievable trade in the future comes along. So if you're the quarterback of that franchise who is basically, you know, again, the captain of the team, so on and so forth, and he's the one in control, he's the one that they look at, especially in the offense. Yeah, you have to have that quarterback absolutely be in on everything that pertains to the offense, mostly defense. Okay, that's a different story. But anything on the offense, you've got to talk to your QB. What is he comfortable with? What kind of player does he like? What kind of offensive lineman would he prefer to have blocking his blind side? There are so many things that go into it. So a guy like uh, like Josh Allen, you know, for, for the Buffalo Bills, 
he's going to be there forever. As far as we can all see, he's going to get a huge contract, even though he's young and he's not a veteran, he should have every single say Lamar Jackson seems like he's going to be the Ravens quarterback for a long, long time. He should have every single say in what goes on. So basically any quarterback that is locked into that franchise and is known, even like Dak Prescott right now, who got his, who, who finally got his deal done. Any one of those quarterbacks should have absolutely full say in what goes on in the meeting rooms and whatnot. If you're a rookie that teams aren't sure about, if you're Kirk Cousins or something, then no, I, then no, because he's not the guy that's going to take you to the promised land. It might be Kellen Mond who they drafted later on. So to answer it specifically, it's the ones that are going to be there for long term that absolutely must be in on these decisions. And it seems like a lot of them aren't. And that's why they're having huge problems. Mm. So if Nikki, if that answers your question, you know, that Aaron Rodgers is every say now, I don't know what's going on in house over there guys, but to me, it, it's over. Like, like I said, you know, last year, it's, it's over. This is going to be the last season, but now we really know it. It's all out in the forefront. Now it's where does he go? And what's possible? There was all the talk about when we were talking about Deshaun uh, Watson. Didn't want to trade him in conference, not in division, obviously. You want to trade him outside. So if you look to the AFC, I keep hearing Broncos. And I know that Aaron Rodgers wants to go west. Now, he can't go as far west as he would like. He's probably not going to end up on the 49ers now. Uh, uh, Los Angeles, both Los Angeles teams have got their quarterbacks. Uh, Derek Carr, he would like to go to the Raiders from what I hear, but you know, the Raiders are going to have to give up Derek Carr and a hell of a lot more in order to get Aaron Rodgers. And do they want to do that? So let me tell you real quick where I think he's going to go. And then I want to hear where you guys think if that's even a possibility and where you want. Now there's a million teams that he can go to. And Damien, if you went to the saints, they would win the super bowl this year. I guarantee it. I, I don't think that's going to happen with the financials. I think that if Aaron Rodgers went to the Washington football team, they would win it instantly just like how Brady did going over with that defense and having weapons on offense I think that that would be the perfect fit for him now I know like I said he wants to go west coast probably warmer weather um and again he may not be traded in the NFC but I think that that would be the perfect realistic fit for a team Damian you first on that team and then where you think that he should or could go because the list is very long of teams where he can go yeah of course uh it's very long because you know how many teams can say we're good we don't need Aaron Rodgers like it's not gonna <laughs> happen. you're not gonna have too many, te- too many teams say that right but I do like that Washington pick I should have to give a shout out to Tyrus Ray from the say what say it again podcast he also brought up Washington as a team that should be trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers I was surprised Washington like you said didn't try to make a move for one of those five quarterbacks in the draft um, so Washington, with, they have some good weapons there, good running game, good defense already set up. So I think with Aaron Rodgers, they would definitely take over the NFC East. Um, so, you know, no disrespect, Nikki, but yeah, they would definitely take over the NFC East with Aaron yeah. Rodgers and go from there. Um, another team, Denver definitely would be in Denver. If Denver knows something, that makes sense for what they did in the draft. Um, so we'll see if that's something that comes to fruition you know, later on. Um, well, the team that people aren't talking about that could be interesting, I don't know if they could do it financially, but what about Pittsburgh? 
Now, Pittsburgh has Ben Roethlisberger, right? But he's on his last arm, like I said um, last week. You get Aaron Rodgers there, you just keep plugging along. You keep rolling. And, you know, you just give Ben a nice little severance package. Thank you for your career. We appreciate it. (laughs) We'll be there when you get inducted into the Hall of Fame. But we got to move forward. Yeah. I think that would be something that would be interesting to see. Damien, I love it because I, I, unfortunately, I, I don't think it's realistic because they did sign Big Ben, but I'm with you. To hell with that. If they were able to get Aaron Rodgers on that team, yeah, that's another Super Bowl team with that defense. And, you know, they bring in a, a brand new rookie running back who they could probably give the ball to 350 times. You got a bunch of wide receivers out there. For sure up the offensive line a little bit more. I think that would be a wonderful landing spot for him. The only reason I would rule it out is because they let Big Ben stay around for another year. But other than that, I love that pick. I love that pick. There are a few others, guys. Nikki, I'm hearing, like I said, Vegas we talked about. Miami is a big one. They have four first-rounders in the next two years in the draft. They can give them all to <laughs> freaking Green Bay and have Aaron Rodgers go over there, even including Tua going over to uh, – to Green Bay, they would probably do something like that. And I feel like they would be instant, you know, at least contenders. That's going to be a really tough division this year. But what what are your thoughts going along with this? Do you think Washington is a good spot, Miami? And what other team do you have in mind, like perhaps even Pittsburgh or Cleveland? Can we can we just swap um, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers? Like, can we just swap? Everybody's That's, happy? I thought about mm. that. I thought about that. Is that realistic to you? I think they could do it now. What do you think, D? Because I thought about that also. Well, yeah, I would think the salaries would match up and yeah. they would be able to um, trade them off. And I don't think that's where Russell Wilson wants to go. I think that no. his, his, but thing he did about, play at Wisconsin. He played at Wisconsin. He did. He did. Um, but I think more of his thing was getting into a bigger market for Sierra. Um, and the teams that he named was it? I believe it was at the time Dallas, New Orleans, Chicago, and Vegas, right? And Vegas, correct. Yeah. yeah. So three of those teams are pretty much set. When you think about the Bears now getting Justin Fields, Dallas signing Dak, the Saints, Jameis, Taysom, and the guy we drafted in the fourth round. So we got all the QBs, and then <laughs> you have Vegas there, who could still be a possibility, maybe, but. Yeah, I think that would be if he really wants to go and he's not worried about, you know, the market for his wife to, you know, thrive in, mm-hmm. then Green Bay will be the place. But Green Bay is definitely not the place for Sierra to go and thrive. <laughs> yeah. <No. right. laughs> yeah. But if you're that unhappy, then, like, yeah. if I'm that unhappy, I'm going. I'm gone. Like, I'm already gone. If I've expressed, like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to, I don't want to work for you. I don't want to play for you. I don't want to be with you. Whatever. Like, like, I'm gone. If that, I don't know. Like, how choosy can you be at some point? It just like, Mm. you know what it is? Like, I really just, I'm so, I don't know. I don't want to hear multimillionaires complain about where do I get to play quarterback? Like, shut up, <laughs> take the contract, go make your millions and just shut up. Like, stop with the crying. Can't handle it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you're, you're one of 30 people that are making that money. So I, yeah, I, I know. Of, like, come on, yeah. have a little perspective. Nikki, yeah, no, Nikki, I definitely agree with rhetorical. that. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Dean. I mean, to cut you off. Uh, Nikki, I'm sure this is a rhetorical question, but if the Giants were able to somehow mortgage part of their future for Aaron Jones, for Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, would you do it? 
Yeah, and just Aaron Rodgers, if you happen to be listening to this, okay, let me just tell you, if you're picking it, <laughs> everybody, if you're picking an NFC East team. The Giants have more talent on offense than Washington. Our defense is going to be unbelievable. It's a little underrated now. That's okay. So you know what? That offensive line is getting worked out. I think this is going to be a really, really, really good team. Really, I think they're going to be contenders. So if you're picking an NFC East team, please, for the love of God, do not go to Philly. Do not go. We don't. You don't have to go to Dallas. Don't have to worry about that. And no, please do not pick the uh, the Washington football team. Really, think about the teams in the NFC East. Who's going to give you the – Dallas is out. So if he was to pick one of the other three teams, who do you think is closer? I think the Giants are. It would definitely be the best market for him. You know, somebody who's trying to yeah. get into the entertainment industry eventually. Um, so I could see that. Uh, it's funny, though, I was listening to a podcast and Carson Palmer was on it. And he talked about when he was trying to get out of Cincinnati and how much, how different it was then the way people looked at him, telling him basically to shove and just play ball in the way quarterbacks are treated now when they do this. Um, but he did say the grass sometimes is greener on the other side because it's fertilized with more bullshit. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> so he said, sometimes the grass is greener but as soon as you get over there, you smell why. So <laughs> that's something you got to watch out for. That's one of the phrases. I'm definitely going to steal that from them and use that from now on. Sometimes the grass is greener because it's fertilized with more bullshit. I yep, that. I love it. <laughs> good. That's really good. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely keeping that as my own. No question. No question. <laughs> this is on. This is now recorded, so obviously can't go there. But uh, yeah, you other teams. Um, I heard the Titans. Uh, I mean, sure, it's hell. That would make a hell of a lot of sense. He's a huge upgrade over Ryan Tannehill. And I keep hearing Cleveland. And the funny thing is that a lot of guys from Cleveland, uh, Cleveland fans, I should say, are saying, no, we want Baker Mayfield. We don't even want Aaron Rodgers, which they're all either tripping on acid or living in the moment. I'm not really sure what <laughs> it is. But obviously, you put Aaron Rodgers on Cleveland with that defense and the draft that they had, which we're going to get into coming up here in you know a half hour or so, whatever it is. They Cleveland's done an amazing job, so we're going to definitely spend time talking about them. But so let's get to it at the end. At the end of this, when it's all said and done, after June first or whenever it's going to be, is Aaron Rodgers a Green Bay Packer at the start of the 2021 season? Nikki, you go first. What do you think? No, no, and you're you're pretty solid no on that one. Yeah, I just I, I think. Like you always got to bring like the human behavioral element into things. And it's just, it's communication. And it's just, obviously it's very volatile there. And Rogers, like if the GM's coming back, I'm out. Well, you know what? Um, a lot of people don't like ultimatums. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, especially front office and management. And if they think that they could make it work, I just don't understand why you'd want just somebody who doesn't want to be there, there, you know, to me, right. like, cut it out and just, just move on with your future. Just move on part ways. If you can do it and, and do it. You see, I feel the same way. You know, again, we even, I think talked about this on the show, maybe even a month ago that, you know, if I was the employer and I had an employee who did not want to work for me, even though he was really good at his job, I wouldn't want him there because he's obviously not going to put in full effort. It's not going to work out. Even though Aaron Rodgers again, won MVP last year. And I'm looking at him now as he, he doesn't want to go to a place like obviously the Patriots or 
something like that, where he would follow in the footsteps of Drew Brees, even in New Orleans. Maybe he wants to be a trendsetter, Damian, by going to Cleveland and bringing them their first championship, or uh, even perhaps Tennessee, bringing them their first championship. But again, we're knowing that he wants to go West, but his options are so limited over there. So again, I pose the question to you, is Aaron Rodgers a Green Bay Packer at the start of the, at the start of the season? I don't think he is. Or if he is a Green Bay Packer, he's not playing. Okay, so you would see him sitting out perhaps? Yeah, if he's not traded, I I can see him being a guy to really say, oh, you're going to try to test me and see if I was just bluffing. No, I'm really not going to play. I'm really going to go host shows and do all these things in the meantime. And, of course, stay in great shape until he's traded. Um, but I don't see him playing for the Packers again. Yeah, I really have to agree. It's so out there so much. And again, it's been it's been fizzling around for a couple of years already that, you know, he has wanted out of there, uh, despite the success that they have had not winning a championship, obviously. But I would have to agree where it's going to be. What a mystery. I mean, you know, we, it's like the, you know, like Tom Brady last year, where's he going to end up going? Now it's going to be, where's Aaron Rodgers going to go? It, this is really unbelievable. And wherever he does go, you have to think he's, in my opinion, he's not going for the money. He's going to win the title. Cause if he wants to be looked at as one of the best of all time, like a Peyton Manning who won a championship of two different teams, that's what he's going to be looking for. So which is the best team that that is? I don't know because most of those teams do have a quarterback, right, Nikki? So uh, off the top of my head, that's why the Broncos would make sense. I don't think the Raiders are even ready with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure about that. So, uh, so again, before we close out this segment, I'm trying to like pinpoint which team would make the most sense for him and for winning a title. Again, I really like Washington. Denver is a possibility. I think things would work out in Tennessee. What, 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 what else am I missing? Let's put out a couple other teams, guys, that I'm missing here. Uh, another team that I just thought about uh, when I was looking, just looking over the draft, and I was like, what if Atlanta was like, bump you, Matt Ryan? <laughs> we knew <laughs> we could have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers. Um, they, mm. Now, that's not what they need. I don't think that's still because their defense is so bad. Aaron Rodgers doesn't help that. Um, so they still would be a team that would be a, better, of course, but they would be a team that's in, you know, 40 to 41 type games because of those type right. of circumstances. Um, and another, I'm trying to think here. It's, yeah, like you're right. So many teams are already set at the QB position. So it's hard to. Right. Even as Aaron Rodgers is, it's like, well, we already got somebody, you know, we, we have yeah. our guy, you know, like, Buffalo, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, Buffalo wouldn't even do it, you know? No, so because Yeah, because Josh Allen is like 13 years younger. So yeah, right. you, wouldn't, yeah, you, you wouldn't do that. Right. Uh, so, yeah, with the teams that you'd have, no one, they don't have anybody better than Aaron, but they have a situation that's better than getting a 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Um, with Cleveland. What about, Miami? what about Miami? What do you think? Do you think that scenario could work out if they're not in love with Tua? If so, let's say the season does start and Green Bay has really dug their heels in and hasn't traded him. And Tua comes out week one, week two, week three, stings up the joint. I can see that trade happening if he comes out of the gates just stumbling. But you have to give him that chance to start the year, right? The eight games yeah. last year, 
unless training camp is just horrible and they're like, oh, this guy just doesn't have it. He's not the guy. Then maybe it happens. But I feel like you have to see it in game. You have to see it with, you know, his new weapons. You have to see him really go out there and he had the speeder Jalen Waddle going down the field. See what he can do then in a perfect situation, not perfect, but a situation where he's protected, has the system in his noggin for a full year, give him that chance. But if Green Bay is really dug in their hills by week three, I can see Miami trying to make those calls. Interesting. Interesting. And I do like your Pittsburgh one a lot. I think that makes sense. And staying in that division in the AFC North, Mickey, I've talked about Cleveland a little bit over here. And, you know, we, we can't compare Aaron Rodgers and Baker Mayfield. I mean, there's no comparison, obviously, despite what the fans are in their foggy mode right now. But honestly, with all the success that they had last year and gaining momentum and having a very good draft or even a great draft, Putting Aaron Rodgers under center or shotgun, whatever you want to call it, and taking away Baker Mayfield's turnovers and some his bad judgment, that could be a Super Bowl team. Yeah, they could. Listen, here's the bottom line. I will maintain my swap, Seattle and Green Bay, because I actually do like Aaron Rodgers in Seattle. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, like, not if any team needs a quarterback and you are able to get Aaron Rodgers, I don't care who's there. You go and get Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem with Aaron Rodgers in Seattle, he can't wear number 12 because it's already taken. Oh, well, I guess I'll have to pick another number. I mean, what do you <laughs> want, man? I mean, you want to pick your market. You want all this money. You want to get your number. Listen, you might have to give on something. Beggars can't be choosers or ride it out in Green Bay and deal with the GM. I don't know. Like, I kind of blame the NBA for this. Like they're whiny. Like I don't want to be here. I want to play with my friends. I'm like, oh, okay. I want friggin' you know five million dollars and retire on a beach. But you know, <laughs> Nikki, I love it. She always gives it straight. That's freaking fantastic. It's just like whining to me. It's just like complaining. Like you have it so good. I get it. It's their problems, and and I get it. It's football and sports. But I don't know. I just it gets a little crybaby for me, and it's just I don't know. You don't uh, maybe do after a while. Maybe he'll follow Brett Favre's footsteps. He'll go to the Jets for a year. Zach Wilson will learn a little something, and then he'll go to Minnesota and come really close. Yeah, to maybe. And maybe something like that will happen. I don't know. But this is a great mystery, a great gift that I can't wait to be unwrapped and see what happens because Aaron Rodgers has been one of the best football players that ever lived, even at the ripe old age of 37. He can still do his thing with Tom Brady out there, and he's 43. Just amazing stuff going on. This is so great. I say we take a break. Our first one, we're going to come back. We got applause and tomatoes. We got knowledge with Nikki. We got a lot of NFL draft to talk about. I hope you enjoyed the first segment. The second, hopefully maybe even better. We'll be back in 60 seconds, guys. Strap 
toes on the roof. Go right off the joke of the table, Dad. If you got tea, me and bring a friend. Shake it to the song, yeah. If you ain't beat it, well, go on, yeah. We ain't no boys, we grown, yeah. If you ain't gon' dance, well, don't, yeah. Why you wanna play some song, yeah? See you ain't with now doing nothing, all right welcome back to third and three with nikki damien and myself jason fearman you're listening to the music artist with the letter y in our musical alphabet soup like you're gonna hear some young guns you heard young mc all right you're gonna hear some yin yang twins all sorts of good stuff getting you hyped up with the music but back to the show we go as we were talking a whole lot of Aaron Rodgers and neighborhood news. We have yet to do Nikki's favorite and throwing tomatoes. We're going to do applause tomatoes. We're going to get to knowledge with Nikki, talk about the draft, all that good stuff. We're ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. Nikki, as always, you have the honors of the tomato tossing. Let's see how it goes this week. This is like my favorite part of the week, throwing tomatoes. It's also <laughs> my most difficult because... I often have so many people that I can throw tomatoes at. But this week, I, I am throwing them at Roger Goodell. And really, it's just because I feel like he's a fame whore. I feel like he <laughs> eats up like this. You know, you guys saw him. He's like, bring it on and boo me and the chair and the whole thing. I think he is so freaking corny okay i get secondhand embarrassment from watching him and don't tell me oh the marketing department thought this is a good idea production thought this was a good idea roger goodell strikes me as the type of guy to be like yeah this is corny as hell but i love it bring on the fanfare bring on any little bit of fame that i could get i just i can't stand it like no other commissioner acts like this like i'm surprised he's like not all over instagram with thirst trap pics like i just i think he's a fame whore i think it's awful it's cringeworthy i hate it and i really wish they could just change the format it is so embarrassing i don't know who gave it the green light i don't even know who's in charge over there but it is awful so please stop doing it we all hate it he's just you can't he's like dapping up players and stuff you know he practiced that in his room i can't just make it stop <laughs> i really like that nikki that, that that that's pretty good actually and and you know it's always been like this stigma with the nfl commissioner or whatever it's like you know they're always going to boo him no matter what and and yeah i guess they've taken on like this villainous wwe role like vince mcmahon or something like that like yeah i know you're going to boo me and i love it so give it to me but it is corny. It's ridiculous. And it's also partly the fans' fault, to be honest with you. I don't know what the hell they're booing everything for. But also Roger Goodell, yeah, I mean, him acting, you know, like Vince McMahon or Hunter Hearst Helmsley or something like that, a little ridiculous. So, Damien, I'll have to agree with her there. Yeah, no, I have to agree. And I was actually doing a live stream during the draft. So I wasn't – I couldn't hear it. I was watching it on mute. But everything just seemed so long. And him, he was talking so much. <laughs> and I was like, why is he talking so much? Uh, don't tell us about the draft of Don anymore. We we want to know, like we we understand it's for a good cause, but please don't say it anymore. And well the and please, I guess you can inform me, what was the, the fan sitting in the chair thing about? Because they did oh, it, uh Jay, I think it was because he did that last year, right? From his basement with COVID and people, right, I don't know what it was. Right. They liked the chair. Like, that's what I mean. I, it's a freaking <laughs> chair. 
it was weird to begin with. The whole thing was strange. But yeah, it had to do with the whole thing of last year. I, I didn't pay much attention to it. I just wanted to know who was being picked. But yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Absolutely. So, yep, good call right there. More tomatoes. Let's go. Deep, what do you got? So I'm really going to get on my soapbox with this one. And I'm throwing my tomatoes at society. Everybody (laughs) (laughs) is getting the tomatoes this week. So the reason I'm throwing my tomatoes at all of society is that I feel like society no longer appreciates or maybe even wants to see greatness. Hmm. I feel like we, the narcissism of America has made people not want to see greatness because we don't want to look up to anybody. Everybody wants to look to the side or look down and point down at people while they laugh at them, but nobody wants to see greatness and see something they can't do. So that's why it's become popular now for like YouTubers to get into the boxing ring because it makes other people feel like they can do that. But if they watch an actual great boxer, like you'll realize, no, I can't do that. And I shouldn't get in the ring because I'll get beat up. But when you watch regular people do it, it makes you feel like you can do it. And that's why we have this ridiculous situation where Floyd Mayweather, one of the greatest boxers to ever do it, the GOAT in my opinion, is going to have an exhibition against YouTuber, prankster, guy known for talking shit, Logan Paul. And I feel like it's all set up for this two-fight plan where he fights Logan Paul. The one who's actually better at boxing is Jake, the younger brother. So he beats up Logan Paul. And then in wrestling style, glad that you mentioned that, Jason, Jake Paul comes to the ring. The glass is going to shatter like Stone Cold coming to the ring. And he's going to be like, oh, you beat up my brother? We have to fight now. And people are going to fall for this. And people are going to want to see, for some reason, some of it's just ignorance, right? Some people just may not know any better. They know these guys, don't know that these guys have absolutely no chance against a Floyd Mayweather, even Floyd being 44 years old. But the fact that this is going to work is what's wrong with society. It's the narcissism of people wanting to not be in awe of anybody else. And that's why regular basketball players on YouTube, like dudes who go to regular courts and play, have millions of views because people are like, oh, I can do that too. And they're right. getting higher views than an actual NBA game. Um, so it's something that for me, I just don't get it. I want to see if I'm going, especially if I'm going to pay for something, I want to see the best do it. So if I'm going to pay for a boxing match, like if I wasn't already subscribed to the zone, I would pay to see Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders on Saturday. Cause that's two of the best in the world doing this dangerous sport. Uh-huh. All of society has gone backwards. And now we want to see mediocrity at all times. I just don't get it. This is why, this is why I love you, and this is why you're so, again, when I said in the beginning of the show, which is, is perfect, that your your wisdom is well beyond your years, man. You, you really, you get it. You see through these things, and you, you are quick to inform people, but some people just don't want to listen because they love the hype, the whatever, the nonsense. But you see through these things, and I, I just want to say how much I appreciate that and, and your knowledge. You know, I'm not taking any knowledge away from Nikki, but... That's that's just extremely well thought out. I, I have to give it to you, bro. That's really that's really well done. Oh, thank you, sir. Appreciate that a lot. Yeah, Nikki. Yeah, I don't know if you heard anything about this whole thing, but 
yeah, just listen to what Damien said. He's, he's he's so on. It's ridiculous, really. Unbelievable. He always is on point. He really is. He really, really is. All right, I'm gonna try to get on point with my tomatoes. I know you guys, you guys know I love my, you know, the Marvels, Avengers, and everything. I don't know. Have either one of you watched um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? That little mini series they have. I have not watched it yet, but I do have my Disney Plus subscription. I've added to my list. Um, like Nikki okay. was talking about last week, I've added to my list of subscriptions <laughs> now that I have. So I will be watching it soon. <laughs> All right. Then I, I don't want to blow any. I, I don't want, in, in that case, I, I don't want to spoil anything. I just want to say this. I'm a little disappointed with the series because they had a great plot line. And I'm not going to say it. For anybody who has heard it and listening to me now, you're going to know what I'm talking about. They had a great plot line with Black Americans, okay? And my problem is they didn't, and I'm not giving anything away, Damien, so don't worry. They didn't go into the story enough where it would have made it feel stronger, okay? So this series that they did with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is very nowadays and what's going on in the world now, okay? And... I, I got upset because I thought that it was a great idea what they had, but I feel like they rushed it way too much. They could have made this 10 shows, 15 shows, whatever it was, but they ended up rushing it way too much, especially in the last episode, which I'm not going to give away. Um, again, Damien, I want you to, I want you to watch it and I want to hear what you have to say and you'll know what I'm talking about when, when, when I hear it, but they're so brilliant with what they do. They know that everybody's going to watch. It's just, again, this, it, a lot of it has to do with super soldiers. That's all that you have to know. And that's known from the beginning. So nothing is being given away. And it's just got such a strong, strong plot that they didn't give enough time to present the characters. And I wish I could say more, but I really want you to see it. And I don't want to give anything away. And I recommend that people do see it and see it for what it was meant to be. And unfortunately, they rushed it a little bit too much. So my tomatoes for the first time ever is going to Marvel Studios for, to me, not ruining, but rushing a, what, what could have been an, an, an amazing storyline. And it revolves around, of course, uh, the new Captain America, the Falcon, and you'll see Damien what I'm talking about. So I'll stop there. Otherwise, I will give something away. So I'll stop. Um, I, I can't wait for you to watch this, bro, and I can't wait to get your feedback on it. So both of you guys, if you're interested, please watch it. And everybody out there who knows what I'm talking about, um, I would love to hear you on Twitter. I'm at SportsProfit1. We'll give our Twitter handles out at the end, but I would love to talk about it with you guys because I found it extremely interesting. Wrapping it around to applause. You guys know I do the snake thing. I'm going to go to the NBA, and I'm going to my New York Knicks. Damien, holy shit. All right, so Tom Thibodeau, obviously, he's the coach of the year. I don't want to hear anything about, about anybody else from the Suns, or I don't care anymore, all right? They're 37 and 28. Julius Randle has to be the MVP. They have the seventh best record in the entire league, not the East, in the league. They're the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference behind, like, you know, Philly and Brooklyn, of course. So Brooklyn goes, they create the super team, and – the only true New York Knicks team will always be on the back sports page of the post or whatever. It's always the New York Knicks. They will always dominate. And what they're doing now, even though true New York Knicks fans know we're not going to win a championship this year, but we have now got ourselves into the mix where we can get new players, 
better players, star players, attract them back to the Mecca of basketball in Madison Square Garden because of what they're doing now. Damien, you know basketball better than I do. Nikki, I know you don't follow it as well. But D, my Knicks are unbelievable. They won nine out of their last ten. This is not a fluke. No, it's not a fluke at all. Um, two of those wins when you guys went on that eight-game winning streak were against my Pelicans. So I saw I know. some personal. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. Now, I watched both of those games, man. And defensively, you guys are so sound. Uh, Zion had a tough time, even though he was still getting his points. He had to work so hard to get those points because you guys would crowd the floor and make it so just stuffed uh, with our lack of shooting. You guys know exactly what to do. And you got to give props to Coach Tibbs. I do agree with him being coach of the year. I think I do think it will be close, though, because you got to think the Phoenix Suns haven't made the playoffs in 10 years. And the fact that they, right. may, be the one, they may be the one seed, you, Monty Williams is going to get some votes off of that. Um, sure. sure. Yeah. So it's going to be close. Um, I do have to ask you to slow down your role a little bit on Julius Randle. Um, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's definitely, he's going to be on the MVP ballot. I do think he can make top five. Um, so I think you can see him on some MVP ballots as like fifth place. Um, he's definitely improved this game so much. And I loved him a few years ago on the Pelicans. At that time he was averaging like 18 a game, getting like 10 boards excuse me, like maybe four assists. And he has increased those stats over the years and become so efficient with his shot. Uh, he's amazing. And your offense definitely just drives off of him. Uh, Derek Rose, if he had played more games, would be a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Uh, mm. He has been balling out this year. Um, so you guys have a really good team. And I can see you guys making it out of the first round of the playoffs this year. The Knicks are legitly back. Yeah, they are. It's finally. We've been waiting so long. We thought we may have had it with Carmelo and Amari Stoudemire. Obviously, we know things did not work out back then, you know, going 10 years ago or whatever it was. But like I say now, Nikki, I know that you're not the hugest basketball fan, but New York Knicks is basketball like the Lakers is basketball, like the Celtics is basketball. We're now we're going to get a star or two. They're going to come. But I do like the fact, Nikki, that and you can relate this to any sport. The fact that they're not going after the tremendous names or they're not getting the tremendous names. Maybe they tried, but they didn't. But they're building from within and they're building a team concept. Tim, uh, uh, Tom Thibodeau uh, is really tough. He's a tough coach, defensive minded, hard nosed, not a player friendly guy. But like Belichick, and I'm not comparing him to Belichick. Don't get me wrong. I'm just using an analogy. They're getting the job done because they're buying in and they're winning. Well, it's about freaking time. <laughs> My God, it's been so miserable. Actually, New York sports across the board, uh, you know, it's just kind of been miserable for so long. So it's nice to see that the city has, you know, something to look forward to. But that is just like any sport. As soon as the players buy into the head coach, I mean, that momentum, I mean, that can really carry you hell through season playoffs championships so it's all about the buy-in and, and chemistry and getting the right people around you and no you don't necessarily need the big names but if you have a solid team and everyone to buy in and believe um you could do great things yeah you really can you know d i don't want to compare them to the 2004 detroit pistons but again that's a team that really didn't have stars on the team they had a, you know really good players not stars, but they all played great defense and they were able to move and transition and do their thing. That kind of reminds me of them a little bit. Different style of basketball, but can you see the, the analogy, the relationship there? 
Uh, yeah, I could see the relationship because of his being, you know, both defensively sound teams. Now, with that 04 Pistons team, you got to think that team for years was in contention and then finally yeah. got over the hump. So it took, it was some building there. And then they end up, people forget the next year they made it to the finals and lost to the Spurs in seven games. That's um, right. So that's a really underrated team in history there where they could have been back to back champions of their defense and, you know, Chauncey Billups making big shots here and there. Um, so I can see the analogy, but that defense was some. That's historically that defense is was crazy. They were holding people like sixty nine points in the playoffs. It was crazy. Yeah, Rashid Wallace was a monster, man. It, it was really it was fantastic. It really was. It was great. Uh, I know I went a little long with my applause. I apologize on that. So we're gonna go keep it around, Damian. You and then we're gonna go to Nikki. Let's see what we got. So for my applause, I want to give it to. Uh, the people who had the cameras in a house for the draft. Uh, so we had, <laughs> you saw some moments. I, I think it was uh, Vera Tucker's house. It didn't have any lights on. I was like, where's, where's, where's his lights at? Why they got no lamps? Something going on in the house. Uh, there was one, I forgot which player it was, but I don't know if it was a cousin, an auntie, she definitely looked like an auntie. She had on a pink jumpsuit with the orange hair. I was like, oh, this is entertaining. This is entertaining. <laughs> and so whenever, you always going to get a moment. Last year, we had the moment with the wide receiver from, that's what the Dallas Cowboys now, snatching the phone away from the girl. You're going to get a moment here or there that's going to be beyond football and funny. So shout out to all the draftees who were brave enough to have the cameras come to their homes or wherever they were having their draft party. Uh, and shout out to all the people that had like 50 people in the house with no mask on. Just, hey, we be out here. <laughs> but yeah, so I just want to give applause to that because I found that, I find it entertaining just to see less. you people watching without them like really thinking about you people watching. Oh, that is so good. Well done, Damien. <laughs> well done. Oh, God. I always put a smile on my face. I love it. Nikki, you, you have to go last. Sorry. Okay, I'll go last. But I agree. That was like its own like reality show within a show. It was amazing. I love watching the families because it's just it's unscripted. It's just pure whatever they are doing. And people watching is one of my favorite pastimes. It is so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But real quick, my applause. uh, I'm giving it to Mel Kuyper because he had the balls to say that he was wrong when he graded the Giants draft. He gave them a B plus. He has since amended the grade to an A. He said it was like two, three o'clock in the morning. He was tired. He was hungry. Didn't know what he was saying. Maybe he needed Snickers or something. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but thank you, Mel. We appreciate it. On behalf of uh, Giants Nation, I will speak for them. We appreciate you admitting your mistake and amending the grade to an A. All right. Well, there you go. We're going to start talking about those grades in a little bit. No doubt. All right. Well done. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that had really good drafts. I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Again, we're going to focus mostly on the first round, uh, but we will name, you know, a couple other players that certain teams had drafted that could contribute right away. And of course, we're going to go through our crazy point system, which is just awesome. We, we, we all did really, really good. And we'll get to that in a bit. But we do have something we do have to get to before that. And you all know what time it is. This is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top of tricky. Here we go. Time to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On top of tricky. 
That means it's knowledge with Nikki time. Here we go. Oh, unbelievable segment that we've had since day one. It's never going anywhere. It is a mainstay. Thank God for Nikki and her knowledge, bringing it every single week. What do we have to look forward to this time? Are you guys happy that draft trivia month is over, though? That wasn't great. I think it was a little bit. A little bit. I'm happy that I knew who the first draft pick was. That Somehow that was in my medulla oblongata somewhere or something like that. That's the only thing. Otherwise, you know, a lot of foul ups on me. All right. Well, obviously today is Cinco de Mayo. So in the interest of, uh, I know we have our big draft recap. So just quick express round, three questions for you guys each. Uh, Jay, are you kicking it off since D had to double up last week? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, D. Sorry, D. I'll hit the, I'll hit the Jeopardy music. Let the thinking begin, and uh, I am ready to, to, well, I don't know if I'm ready, but here we go. (laughs) Okay, Jay, here we go. Number one, contrary to what some might think, Mexican Independence Day is not May 5th. Do you know what day actually is Mexican Independence Day? Oh, I think I do. Oh, what day is actually Mexican Independence Day? Um, Oh, man. September 16th? Yes. Yes. Wow, I, knew I knew it. I, I knew, had it. I knew, I knew that one, so. too. Because they oh, always. Did? Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. No, that's boxing fans know, the, know the, those, these two days, Cinco de Mayo and Mexican Independence Day. All right. You Set knew the tone. You knew it also? Yeah. Do you knew it? Yeah. Because of because uh, Floyd with Oscar De La Hoya and all his Mexican fighters would bring it up. And he's set right. up, Nello's done that now. Where he's setting up fights, single de Mayo and September around Mexican Independence Day. Excellent. I feel like you should get a point for that too, because you, you definitely knew it. But either way, I'll take the point. I'm happy because I know. This is what I say, it's your point, Jay. I was hoping I was hoping he was going to get it wrong by one day. I knew he was going to get the month. <laughs> I was hoping he was off. <laughs> All right. Okay. Setting it up. Good. This I feel good about this. All right, Jay, number two. Which city in the United States? has the biggest Cinco de Mayo celebration. Which city in the United States has the biggest Cinco de Mayo celebration? Yes. In the United States. Uh, Okay. I'm going to have to actually think about this one. I have one in mind, but they may not be the answer. Okay. Which city in the United States celebrates Cinco de Mayo the most? Oh, I, th- I think I know what state it's in, but I don't know what city. I think it's in Arizona. Is it in Arizona? I need I a city. I think, I think it's like um, um, Chandler, Arizona or something. Or Cholula, Arizona. No, either way, no. Okay. <laughs> you want to okay. try? I live in Chandler, Arizona. It's definitely not Chandler, Arizona. <laughs> oh, really? oh, oh, wow. wow. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not here. Um but I'm going to go with San Diego. Uh, L.A., actually. The party ah, LA. so close. Uh, the party is called Fiesta Broadway, and it's been a huge celebration since the 90s. That's good. Okay. So I've been in San Diego for Cinco de Mayo. It's pretty huge. <laughs> so, but that's why I was Very close. Yeah. I was thinking New Orleans was the other one in my head, but all right. <laughs> all right, Jay, number three for you. 
Although guacamole is extremely popular nowadays, May 5th is still the biggest day for guacamole sales. How many pounds of avocados are purchased just for Cinco de Mayo celebrations? Wow. <laughs> How many pounds are purchased just for Cinco de Mayo? So this is crazy. Um, how many pounds? I'm going to say like 90 million pounds. Dave? I'm going to say 1 million. Jay, give it to you is 87 million. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. Get wow. the fuck out of here. Yeah. No. <laughs> nice shot. <Whoa. laughs> I have I like no shot this week. <laughs> you got, I mean, that's pretty damn close, so. Yeah, no, he deserves oh. a point. I'm just saying I have no shot now. <laughs> three for three or tie. <laughs> All right, D, here we go. The good neighbor policy was a policy meant to improve relations with Latin American countries. Which president enacted this policy? Oh, wow. I am going to go with. Do you better know answer. You better know this. I better know this. I should know this. I yeah, I know this. I'm telling you right now. I know it. <laughs> now the pressure's on. I'm going. I'm still going to get it wrong. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that would be too obvious, though. The one I'm thinking about. So I'm gonna go with the unobvious answer, if unobvious is a word. I'm gonna go with George W. Bush. No, Jay, oh. you know it. Yes, it's Franklin Roosevelt. It is. Oh, yep. wow, look at Jason, I know this man. shit. Wow. <laughs> That's not a topic I really know a lot about. I'm I see you right that. Now, so wow, who lucky. knew? Out of the whole year, May 5th is the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and my birthday is three days away, so, you know, it's May's a great thing. We had May it is? May yeah, May the 4th be with you was yesterday, and May 8th is the greatest day that God ever created, my birthday. So uh -huh. it all works Okay, maybe the third bet. I think maybe September 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we, oh, okay, holding out on the birthday. I see. All right, Dave, let, let, let's see how you, let's see if we can get the last two. What percentage of all drinks ordered on Cinco de Mayo are margaritas? I'm going to go with, <laughs> wow. I'm going to say it's surprisingly not high because of green beer and all the stuff you can make green. I'm thinking about St. Patrick's Day, but uh, margaritas. I'm going to go 40% on margaritas. Jay? Nikki, repeat the question one more time. I'm sorry. What percentage of all drinks ordered on Cinco de Mayo are margaritas? Margaritas. Oh, it's got to be a lot. Um, I'm going to say 50%. <laughs> 47 Wow. Oh my God, I am really fucking close. killing it. Wow. <laughs> wow. If Holy there's ever a time hell. you guys call me out on Google, it would be now, but it's not true. It really, this is really happening. Yeah, I'm afraid you can Google this stuff that fast. When we hear you type and stuff, like. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess you would probably hear it. I don't know. Maybe I put the Jeopardy music on too loud so you really can't. No, I'm, I really actually. <laughs> Tip in your hands. All right, D, last one for you. Uh, I'm pulling for you on this one. Okay. 10 states consume more tequila than all the other states. I'm going to give you five and you give me the other five. Okay. Okay. So here's five of them. Um, Texas, Nevada, California, Florida, New York. 
Okay. Wait, you said Texas, Nevada, California, Florida, New York. So you give me the other five that consume more tequila. They're part of this, these 10 states that consume more tequila than all the other states. Wow. I'm just going to start writing my guesses now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm going to be wrong right off the bat. Uh, I'm going to go with Louisiana. No. Ah. Uh, Arizona. No. Uh, the let Jay guess is his day. All right. So, yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm definitely gonna try. So, you said five of them. You said Texas, Nevada, California, New York, and what else? Florida. And oh, where I live. Okay, that makes that was one of my guesses. So I'll take that out. Um, I know. Well, I don't know. I think. Uh, oh God, this is this is gonna be hard. Is Ohio one? Yes. Okay. Um, is oh Colorado's got to be in there, right? It is. It is. Okay. okay. This is amazing. <laughs> um. Uh, I got I got two more in my head. I'm just gonna say them. I'm just gonna say them. Get them out. Uh, Kansas, Illinois, and Arkansas. Well, you almost swapped Kansas for Georgia, but I will give you the point. You got wow. them all. Holy shit! Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. Wow. Holy crap! That might have I'm been the best little... performance I in think so. knowledge with Nikki history. Yeah, like, you get the I... round of applause this week. Yes. I, yeah. honestly, I mean, I knew a lot about it, but you asked like the right questions. <laughs> you really did. I, I was like, I'm like doing it. I'm like, oh, I don't fucking know. Not that that just because I don't know means you guys won't know, but I'm like such an obscure debt, not obscure, but I don't know. It's uh, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'll give myself a big pat on the back for that one. I'm very, I'm very proud of myself. Okay. You should be, Jay. That was an amazing <laughs> performance right there. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. So there we go. I actually did really well in knowledge with Nikki for the first time in my entire life. I'm like blown away by this whole thing. I'm like near speechless right now. It's crazy. But uh, okay. I'm glad I did my uh, Cinco de Mayo homework uh, back in what high school or whatever when I started drinking Coronas and it seemed to work out. So I guess <laughs> knowledge stuck somewhere in the back of my mind. But the September 16th one. Uh, yeah, Damien, that's all about boxing. That was a good call. That's the only reason why I remember that shit. Really yeah, good. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, a, that's the only one I knew. And I was like, oh, he got this one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, now it's over. That all was right, amazing. Well, yeah. well done, so that's Cinco de Mayo trivia. We had 420 trivia. She just, she nails it. She's on top of things, man. She's awesome. I love it. And I got to tell you something. She was really on top of a couple of late draft picks. She got early draft picks right, but she got some late draft picks that were correct that when I was going over it, I'm like, what? Did she really actually guess this guy right with the knowledge of Nikki just coming to fruition? Unbelievable. Why don't we go? You guys want to start with a few picks right now and then we can finish it in the third segment? Yep. Yeah, we got to All right. Let's do that. Definitely. All right. So let's get. All right. Let me go to the draft board over here. So we know Jacksonville picked number one. We all had Trevor Lawrence. There's really nothing left to say about that. But he did get his college. Uh, uh, running back in Travis Etienne. I had them going to the Titans, I think. But um, that's kind of cool. At least he has his college running back going along with him. 
And they had a pretty good draft. Just looking at it, they got cornerback. But we all had Trevor Lawrence. We all get three points for that. We all get our three points for Zach Wilson. We all had him, correct? And then it came through the 49ers, where we all get one point, I believe, because you guys both had Mac Jones, and I said Justin Fields, and it turned out to be Trey Lance. So we get the one point for the position, correct? Oh, my God. It did. Oh, I got to add one point. What was I thinking? (laughs) I'm bad at math. Math is not my strong suit. (laughs) Okay. That's all right. We're here for you. We're here for you. So, yeah, so one point for all of us for that. Then came Atlanta, and Damien, uh, that's where you had your unbelievable trade, which did come to fruition in a different way. But, uh, Nikki, we both picked Kyle Pitts for, for Atlanta, correct? That is correct. They did take Kyle Pitts. Right. So we got our three points. Got three points Damien, there. You had, Damien had his trade there, which is going to come up in a minute. So we're going to go over that because he is the only one who actually nailed the trade. It wasn't in the exact position, but that doesn't matter as far as we're concerned. That's a freaking grand slam. So going over to the, to the Bengals, um, Nikki, I think he was the only one who had this right. I thought they were going to go with the offensive lineman, Penny Sewell. Damien, did you have Sewell going to them also? Yeah. And did you pick Chase, Nikki? Um, no, uh, I yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought they were going to go wide receiver. Yeah, you picked Jamar Chase. I'm almost positive. So you, should, you get another three points for that. Wait, ben wait, King- who are we on? The bench, uh, the bench. They didn't. No, I don't get points. They didn't take a wide receiver. Who yeah, did they take? Sure, they did. They Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. Oh, wait. Yeah, you were right. You did this you wrong. Picked it right. Oh, okay. Oh my. I don't know God. what you did, but you picked it correctly. <laughs> I, I listened. I listened okay. to our last show to make sure. All right, I'm gonna add three points to me. Okay. Well, try try to follow along. I don't remember. I don't remember all your picks, but I remember you picked him. Okay. And then the sixth pick, Damien, was the Miami Dolphins. Um, and they went with Jalen Waddle. I picked Devontae Smith for them, so I only get a point. Who'd you go with, Damien? I went Kyle Pitts because I had Atlanta. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So I, that's almost like a point because he is like a wide receiver. So either way, I would even be fine with a point there. Who'd you have, Miami, uh, Nikki? I got three points here. You had Jalen Waddle on Miami. Wow, you were really you're killing it. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, we're in trouble, D right now. I may have one knowledge. (laughs) She's winning the draft. All right. The Lions were the ones who took Panay Sewell. I certainly did not have that. I had Jamar Chase going there. I get no points. Who'd you have, uh, Nikki? Uh, I had Devonta Smith, so I get no points. Okay. And what about you, D? I had Chase, so I get no points either. All right. So you and I have the same one there. All right. The Carolina Panthers, um, everybody thought Patrick Sertain was going to go first as far as the cornerback is concerned. They went back to back. But at eight, the Panthers picked J.C. Horn. I had them taking Patrick Sertain, the second. As we know, the second and senior, uh, Nikki explained all that sort of stuff uh, the other week. <laughs> so I do get <laughs> I do get a point for that because it's the same position, um, just the wrong players. So who'd you guys have at number eight for the Panthers? So Nikki, who'd you have? I said they were going to take Rashawn Slater. So I'm getting Rashawn Slater. Okay. Yeah, so no points. It's here. a zero pointer. D, what about you? I had Devonta Smith. <laughs> you had Devonta Smith. Okay. All right. All right. So we're going to get through our, at least to our 10th pick before we take a break. Okay. Let's get to our next one. Um, the Denver Broncos. 
I, I had them taking Trey Lance because I thought that, I, again, the 49ers were going to take fields and Broncos were going to go after a quarterback. They didn't. They took Patrick Sertan. So I get zero points over there. Damien, what happened with you with, with Denver? I had uh, Michael Parsons, so I get no points. Okay, linebackers, still defense. You were in the right area. What about you, Nikki? I had the same as Jay, so no points. Okay. Another goose egg. Right. I forgot you guys uh, collaborated before the show on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Devonta Smith, he went to the Eagles in a trade with the Cowboys, which is interesting. I, you know, those guys don't get along at all, but it happened to work out. So the Eagles got Devonta Smith, and in the tenth spot. I originally had Dallas taking Rashawn Slater. What did you guys end up having uh, with this trade over here? Uh, Damien, what did you first? I had Dallas taking uh, – no, I actually had the Saints trading up for that one, which did not happen, which we'll get into. Uh, but, yeah, I had the Saints trading up to get Patrick Sertain. Patrick Sertain, that's right. Okay, I remember that at number 10. And, Nikki, what did you have? You had a trade with the Patriots at that one or yeah. no? Yeah, the trade okay. for the Patriots. All right, so Devontae Smith, we all struck out on that one. Let's get to number 10, and then in segment three, we're going to close them all out. Um, no, that was 10. I'm sorry. That was the Philadelphia Eagles. One more. Chicago Bears. Now, here's the big one before we close out. That's what I wanted to get to. Damian, you take it away because you, as far as I'm concerned, you absolutely nailed it 100%. So take it away. The Chicago Bears made the trade. For the quarterback that you said it wasn't in the exact position, but you freaking got it, bro. Yeah, so the Giants were set to pick at 11 and traded back to 20 uh, with the Bears, which was a good trade for the Giants. Also uh, there with Nikki, uh, but the Bears traded up and got Justin Fields. So do I get two points there or three? Because yep. it's the same spot. You You get two points because it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's three points because you nailed the pick. So I think it should be a three-pointer. That's a Steph Curry. All right, I'll take it. I need the points because I'm Yeah, you need it because knowledge with Nikki is not good. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're giving you the extra point. We don't really have rules here. So, yeah, sure, take the point. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, when I thought the Giants were picking, I thought they were going to take linebacker Micah Parsons. So I get zero points for that. Nikki, what did you originally have before we go to our uh, our second break? I'm getting confused here. For what? The Giants? Yeah. Yeah, for the Giants at 11. Oh, I had them. Who did I have them taking? I don't even know. I had wide receiver, though. So either way, it was a point. It ended up being a point. Yeah, yeah I, had a point. Uh, I had a point there, too. I had Jalen Waddle there. Oh, yeah. Sarah's my notes. Jalen Waddle. So, yeah, one point there for the Giants. There you go. Right. Because they ended up taking later on um, – uh, goodness, what's his name? Why is it slipping my mind right now? Uh, Tony. Uh, Kadarius Tony, right? Kadarius Tony. Yeah, they ended up taking. So, yeah, you guys still actually get a point for that. You do. All right. So, I know the point system is a little strange over here, but believe me, we're going to have it fixed at, at the end of the show. We're going to go into segment three. We got 30 seconds coming up, and we'll see you in a few. Six figure. Six figure. Remix. Woo! Young gunners, check, see a knee check, big face, bigger Leo, right, big, bird, day, low. Can't stop, won't stop, shaking in the gunners, cause we, we get down, baby, we get down, girls, the girls, they love us. Shit right, bird, I ain't shit right, bird.
Yup, it's only right that we make it a remix. Young gunners and jingy just to give it a little twist. Next generation, you better stay focused. Youngest before they time, and you already know this. Ball them, never call them, kick them off and flip them on it. It seems like once you done, they start crawling. You never have them, so you cuff them when you grab them. I treat them all the same, even the bad ones. Gold Magnum, rose gold chain. Folk show aim, folk, folk magnum. Tell CMP when they done, better pass them. I be laid back, smoking back, slam mat. You know we tap on. Middle room, back room, liver room, bad room, send them home, cap room. You got it, it's nothing I had if you can have them. CNE, free the streets, got us be the last one. Can't stop, won't stop, shaking in the guns, cause we forget the hell, baby. Forget the hell, girls, the girls, they love us. We are back, third and three podcast, segment three coming at you. We've been doing NFL draft. Wow, boy, oh boy, did we nail some really good ones. Position-wise, Damian nailed that amazing trade. Uh, even Jamar Chase, you were the only one, Nikki, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, hooking up with Joe Burrow, his uh, teammate over there at LSU. So going through real quick, we went through one through 11. We all agree, Trevor Lawrence, Quarterback of the future for Jacksonville, New York Jets, Zach Wilson, quarterback of the future, San Francisco, Trey Lance, quarterback of the future, although he may not start right away, and that's fine. Atlanta got Kyle Pitts. Like I said, Jamar Chase going to the Bengals, teaming up with Joe Burrow, the Dolphins, get Jalen Waddell out of Alabama, the Detroit Lions, make a smart move and get offensive tackle, perhaps the best one, Penny Sewell in the draft, to protect Jared Goff. We'll see how long that lasts. Carolina Panthers pick up J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. Broncos follow with Patrick Sertan, the second. And the Philadelphia Eagles drafted at number 10, taking Devonta Smith, the Fred Bolitnikoff winner and Heisman winner. And the Bears made that amazing trade, moving up to get the quarterback of their future, Justin Fields. And now we move on to number 12, where the Cowboys did move back from Philadelphia through San Francisco and down to Miami where they did draft Micah Parsons. I like it a lot. Damien, what do you think about that draft pick? Great pick. Great pick. That was an area of need, and you got one of the best players in the draft. Great pick. I think it is a fantastic pick. It's it's exactly what they needed. They got all the offense they want. They can sure up on offensive line, Nikki. I understand that, but... That, that that guy fell to them, and, and that was a good fall, Michael Parsons. He's perhaps the best linebacker in the draft, and I think that was definitely the way to go for them. They need defense. Yeah, for sure, and I think they got great value there too. They, they did. Great value, no doubt, because I thought he was going to go in the top 10. And another guy I thought was going to go in the top 10 is Rashawn Slater, and he ended up going to the Chargers, and that's beautiful for Justin Herbert, who obviously is going to want the best offensive line in front of him, so Nicky. That's a great pick for Sean Slater, who some say were even better than maybe even Panay Sewell and some others. So they get their left tackle or right tackle, wherever he's going to start and play for the Chargers to protect, to protect Justin Herbert. Excellent draft pick, in my, in my opinion. Uh, mine too, because I had this position. So I think they listened to us in the war room. So good job, <laughs> Chargers. Thank you for that. No, great pick for that. And they needed it. So They did they did. I, uh, I mean, any disagreement there? Because I think it was, it's a perfect pick for them. Yeah, no, perfect, especially with him falling to them. That was a perfect pick. Yeah, I agree. He definitely fell to them. And there's some other guys that did fall. And I think that this guy kind of fell maybe a little bit. Another offensive lineman, Elijah Barrett Tucker, who went to the Jets, who moved up to the 14th pick. So they took 
Elijah Vera Tucker, who, again, is one of the bigger time offensive linemen, and he's going to protect his brand new quarterback, Zach Wilson. So, again, the Jets made very smart moves with their first two picks, one and, excuse me, two and 14, Damian. Yeah, you got to protect the asset, put him in a better situation than you did the last quarterback and Sam Darnold. So, I love this pick. Yeah, Nikki, I think this was the way to go. They had they drafted Mekhi Becton last year, who's a monster, put Elijah Vera Tucker on the other side, and, and I think Zach Wilson, with his athletic ability, can make things happen. Yeah, and uh, this kid's versatile, so I think he's going to make an immediate impact for them. And, God, I hope so. I'm so sick of this these friggin' Jets and it's 0-16, 17. Like, <laughs> God. Yeah. I, off I, the show. The, the Jets really sneakily, if Zach Wilson is what he's hyped up to be, they could be a playoff contender, but that's for another show. And that's a real tough division they're in right now. As we get to the next team, the New England Patriots, who some say are going to be right back on top of the division. And for me, when we went through our picks, I did say that Mac Jones would fall to them. I never believed that the 49ers were going to trade up for that much to get Mac Jones, but New England got him. So I'll take my three points there, quarterback out of Alabama. Makes sense all around for you guys, Damian, because, um, again, they have Cam Newton. But what do you think? Well, let's get into it for a second. What do you think? They draft Mac Jones. Do you think Cam Newton is going to start the season? Because what Josh McDaniel is going to have to do is have really two different offenses for both of them. So it's not like Mac Jones can jump in and start running all of a sudden Cam Newton's offense. No, it's definitely two very different styles um, that you're dealing with there. But – yeah, I think Cam will start the year unless Mac comes out in training camp balling right away. Um, but I could see Cam losing his job week seven, week eight, somewhere around that time frame. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. And you know what, Nikki, in my opinion, if they're drafting this kid and obviously they did want him and luckily they didn't have to move up to get him and, and you know, trade away other draft picks. I think they should put him in right away, to be honest with you, because, again, the contrast in styles between Cam Newton's offense and what Mac Jones does you know really just sitting in the pocket for the most part if the Patriots are serious about the season and it looks to be that they are bringing in all these other assets having a good draft you know really just shoring up their team to get ready to make a playoff run I I think switching to Damian's point is going to be tough in the middle of the season because then you're going to have to try to train your whole offense around yeah, but I'm with D. I was going to say, I think we see Cam till about week eight, and then they go and make the switch. Yeah, I, I'm going to just, you know, humbly disagree with you guys. I think that Mac Jones is going to be the guy out of the gate because of the contrast and styles. But we'll see. They got their quarterback of the future, they hope. All right, so moving on to uh, different uh, conference, different division altogether. The Arizona Card- Cardinals got linebacker Zaven Collins from Tulsa. They say he's big time. Um, They definitely needed defense, Nikki. There's no question. So I'm glad they didn't go draft another wide receiver with the first pick or something like that. Offensive line would have been fine with me, but defense, they had to do it. So that linebacker makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I had them go in offensive line here, but they they needed to address that as well. Yeah, no doubt. D, what do you think? Nah, good pick. Um, I had them going cornerback, but they definitely needed a linebacker as well. And with his talents... Uh, I could see them really improving on the defensive side with that front seven. You think about Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt now being there. It's going to be a tough front seven. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you need, especially looking in that division with the Rams, Seattle, what they used to be, of course, the 49ers, what they are right now, no doubt. 
All right. Um, still more offensive linemen coming off the board over here with the Las Vegas Raiders. They always love to make a splash, but they made to me the right pick. But there's getting there's a little backlash from it. They drafted Alex Leverwood out, out of Alabama. Again, another Alabama player, offensive tackle. And you want to protect Derek Carr. And they have a lot of offense, but a lot of people were thinking, no, you got to go defense over here. So I'm not sure if they made the right pick, Damian. Well, I actually predicted this pick. So when they was going yeah. crazy, they were going crazy about it. I was like, oh, I didn't know it was that much of a reach. Um, but <laughs> they got Alex Leatherwood. If they believe that was the best offensive tackle on the board at the time, you don't want to take a chance and try to wait to the second round. So it's only a reach if he doesn't play well. Makes perfect sense, obviously. The proof will be in the pudding. You know, I had them taking Darisaw, so I'll take my one point for that as far as an offensive lineman is concerned. But um, what do you think, Nikki, over here with the, with the Raiders and, you know, going offensive line? Yeah, you want to protect your quarterback, but you don't want to get 35 points scored upon you every single week. Um, yeah, I had them going linebacker because, like I said, they really, really need to address that area. That It just gets exposed, like, game after game after game, so... I don't know. I didn't see Leatherwood coming. I thought it was a little bit of a reach, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, maybe they should have drafted the guy who the Dolphins took at 18, and that's Jalen Phillips out of Miami. This dude is a monster defensive end. He can sack you. He can run sideline to sideline. So I had them taking uh, Quiddy Pay over here at this position. I'll take my one point with that, but um, I like Miami Dolphins going you know, strong on defense over there because they're a team that really doesn't have a lot of holes at all anymore. It's just kind of shoring up even even the backups at this point. So, But I think Jalen Phillips is going to be a guy who steps in right away, Damian, and makes an impact. Yeah, I think he could be starter day one, immediate impact guy. Makes a big difference there. I like the pick. Yeah, I like it. What do you think, Nikki? Hey, I'm with it. Add another disruptive pass rusher, and I'm with you, Jay. I had quitty pay, and I will take my point. There you go. There you go. No doubt. And another uh, excellent defensive player that was coming out of this draft had a lot of hype out of Kentucky. And when you're coming out of Kentucky and you get a lot of hype, that means something. The Washington football team, who I thought should have drafted up to get a quarterback, they take Jamin Davis, the linebacker. Um, I had them taking Najee Harris. Um, you guys ended up being right on that. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, they didn't go that way, so I get zero points for that one. What did you guys have with Washington, and what do you think about their pick getting that linebacker out of Kentucky, Damian? Um, I thought it was an area that they did not need, honestly, but it makes a already strong force even stronger. Um, I thought they were going to go offensive line here. I had Rashawn Slater for them. Now, that makes sense. I, I would be with that. Like, the defense was so strong, they weren't putting up a lot of points, Nikki. I thought maybe go get, you know, like that's why I had Najee Harris there. Maybe he could have been, you know, their bell cow running back and Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic, whatever you want to call him, can do his thing, but – yeah, they ended up going linebacker and beefing up that defense even more. What do you think about it? I think it's fan friggin' tastic because I got three points on this one. <laughs> nailed I it. I told you. That's right, Nikki. You nailed some really late ones. You really did, without a doubt. And uh, speaking to you and your team, and let's see if they nailed this one. The New York Giants, with that trade and draft pick, they moved over to 20, and they got Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida, and I think that makes sense. But at the same time, I'm not sure if that was such a pressing need for them. Before we get to you, uh, uh, Nikki, because it's your team, Damien, I want to know what you think about what the Giants did. Was that their pressing need? Should they have done that first, go for that big wide receiver with what they have now? Or should they have gone in a different direction? 
a wide receiver is definitely a need. I thought they would go wide receiver. I just thought they would use it with their initial pick. But the fact right. that they were able to trade back, gain more assets, and still fill a position with somebody who is very explosive in Tony, I like it a lot. Yeah, that is the thing. They, they're talking about him. He's really explosive. I've seen some, you know, game films and highlights and everything, whatever I can get my eyes on over there, Nikki. So he's your guy now. What do you think? Are you happy with the pick they made at 20 and moving back and gaining more assets? Uh, yeah, at first I was pissed because you're like, okay, I'm sitting through this long-ass draft. And like, oh, okay, you trade <laughs> back. It's like 30, 10, 45, half of friggin' asleep. But uh, Gettleman's never done that before. So, you know what? I thought they got good value. Um, and, hey, not mad at a first-round pick next year. And actually, Joe Judge was on the Michael K show. I think it was yesterday. I didn't realize it. Not that I would know. I'm not like a Giants insider, but the entire organization really, really, really loved this kid. They were super, super, super high up on him. They were just raving about him, his natural separation skills, which is actually something this wide receiving core really does need. So this was their guy. The organization was very high on them. They got their guy um, and they were able to get, uh, you know, more picks. So I think they had a fantastic uh, first round and draft. Yeah, sometimes it just works out that perfectly where you know that you can get the guy you're in love with later on in the draft and other, you know, other players are going to go first. So, you know what, that that's perfect for the Giants. If that's the guy they were targeting and were able to get more draft assets out of it, more picks, bravo. Excellent job. Excellent job. All right, moving on to 21. The Indianapolis Colts. All right. They got a great team. I think that they could be a Super Bowl team if Carson Wentz gets his stuff together. We'll see as the year goes on. Talking about Quiddy Pay, that's who they took. Defensive end. I love the pick. I have absolutely no problem with it. I thought they may have gone offensive line to shore it up a little bit more, but I still love the pick, even though they have a great defense already, Damian. So they go ahead and they take Quiddy Pay, who will start and make an impact immediately, you know, right next to DeForest Buckner. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. Great pick. Go ahead. And your offensive line could be shored up, but it's not bad. So I think that that's a great pick to make that defense even stronger. That puts less pressure on Carson Wentz. If that defense is shutting people down, they're only giving up 17 points a game. That gives a lot of freedom to Carson Wentz not to have that pressure on them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Makes a hell of a lot of sense. Know that about it. So, yeah, they, they get a hell of a player at 21. Uh, some people thought he would have gone a little bit higher, Nikki. So, Indianapolis, who's a team who's obviously playoff bound, could win their division, could go far. Uh, a lot of it will depend upon Carson Wentz. But, yeah, uh, more action on the defense. So, they get a pass rusher, and who doesn't want one of those, right? Pass rusher for – listen, to me, you can never have too many pass rushers. So, I, uh, I got the position right here. It's not the player. There you, there you go. There you go. The next one I missed completely. I had Travis Etienne going to the Tennessee Titans. I thought he would have been nice out of the backfield with Derrick Henry. Obviously, Tennessee did not think so. Uh, they went with Caleb Farley. Did you nail that one, Nikki? I did. You did. She nailed it, man. She nailed that one also. I told you she nailed a lot of the, a lot of the uh, late ones. Really good. So Caleb Farley, cornerback, going to Tennessee. I think that's something that they definitely needed. They got Bud Dupree also in the offseason. Their problem is defense. They have plenty of offense. So what do you think about this, Damien? I love the pick. Um, it was one that I wish the Saints could have gotten. I thought he was going to fall a little farther because of his back injury. Um, so I love the pick for Tennessee. Yeah, okay, no doubt. Yeah, so Tennessee going with the cornerback uh, makes a lot of sense. 
Minnesota with their trades, they ended up at 23 um, from the New York Jets and through Seattle, yada, yada, however it goes. And that's where Christian Darasaur went at number 23 to the Vikings. Um, I get a point. I had Dickerson, not that it matters, but I wanted them to go offensive line. It made sense to me. So I have no problem with this picnic. No, me neither. Phil, a pressing need. And um, I thought they got good value for where they picked. Yeah, me too. Me too. I heard a lot of good things about uh, Darius before the draft and everything. And I was kind of surprised that he went that far down. And I think Minnesota got a nice deal with him. Yeah, I agree. He, I thought he was going to go 13 uh, to the Chargers. So the fact that he fell to 23, amazing value. Yeah, I, I think so. No doubt. No doubt. Now, here's where things got a little bit interesting also with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We were talking about them earlier. Aaron Rodgers would probably make them a Super Bowl team right away. They couldn't draft him, but they did draft Najee Harris. You guys both nailed that one. Um, I thought they were going to go with the quarterback of the future and Kellen Mond. He went later on to Minnesota, ironically, who we just talked about. So Najee Harris going to Pittsburgh. James Conner's out of there. How much of an impact do you think this is going to have immediately on this team, Nikki? Well, I mean, probably immediately. Like, they had to do this. They just, they had to. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I think he's going to be a solid pass blocker. So, um, probably, if not immediately, very, very soon after immediate. All right. Now, I'm not doubting his ability. My problem with them is, is that it wasn't as much the running back. It was the offensive line, Damian. That's why I maybe Najee Harris wasn't the right pick for them. In my opinion here, you guys nailed it, but the the running game goes further than just the running back. It has to do with the offensive line a lot. And they also just lost one to a division rival. So I thought that would have made more sense. I don't know. What what are your thoughts? No, you make a very valid point. Uh, No running back is good without a decent offensive line, at least. Um, But Najee Harris, I think is special. Uh, in just the history of the Steelers, you think about when they're successful, what do they have? They have special running backs, right? They have Jerome Bettis. They have fast Willie Parker for that short time when he was nice before the injuries. And uh, then yeah. you, then you talk about, uh, of course, most recently is Le'Veon Bell. So when they have somebody special there, that's what makes them different as far as the way they can run that offense. And of course they built on defense. Um, so I think Najee Harris is a, the right pick if they could build an offensive line, but he's also special enough to where you can give him the ball at the backfield. He can catch out the backfield, things like that screen plays and still be special in that way. Okay. All right. I like a good explanation. Good. And we're going to find out soon enough in a few months, believe it or not, it'll be here the next football season. And the next pick went to the Jacksonville Jaguars from the Rams. And the second running back came off the board there. That was Travis Etienne. Like I mentioned earlier, he's hooking up with Trevor Lawrence from his college days. They're going to be back together. Very interesting. Um, I like that dynamic for the team. They did, they did build more around Jacksonville. They had a pretty decent draft. Um, just looking at what they did, again, they got the quarterback, the running back, Etienne. They also drafted Tyson Campbell who was one of the more underrated cornerbacks in this draft. They got more offensive line help, defense. They had a lot of really good picks. So I really like what Jacksonville did overall. Um, but just going to this pick with Travis at the end, um, Jacksonville needs more. I don't hate the pick. I don't hate the pick, Nikki, but I feel like they could have gone maybe somewhere else and maybe get a pass rusher or maybe a cornerback or something like that. And Travis at the end, I know he's a really good player, but, I don't know if that was the right guy at the right time. What are your thoughts? 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate the pick. This is actually where I had Kadarius Tony going. I mean, so they still have James Robinson, right? Who's probably going to continue with his role. I guess, you know, Etienne's going to fit in probably nicely with the new scheme in, in Jacksonville. I just, um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I don't hate it either, but I definitely don't love it. Um, for a lot of, you know, some reasons I was talking about Damien with Pittsburgh, but Jacksonville just has so many other holes that grabbing a running back like that so early. And I have no doubt that he's going to be really good, but they just have so many other holes that I feel like they, they, they should have waited and maybe drafted a different running back or again, going a whole nother direction with the 25th pick. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I feel like earlier we talked about how much power a QB should have. I feel like this was Trevor Lawrence flexing his early power. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, go ahead. A, I know you guys already got number, got me at number one. But give my guy at twenty five if he's there. Go ahead, hook me up with my running back because, like you said, there's no need for this. They had an undrafted free agent go for a thousand yards last year. There's absolutely, right. yeah. There's no need for this at all. Exactly, exactly. Why not draft need when you're one of the worst teams in the NFL and you had such a great opportunity to go ahead and? and I, I don't really get it. To me, it doesn't make sense, but. Maybe that's why Jacksonville's never really in the run. I, I, I guess that's it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm again, it's not the player. It's the position where he was drafted and what they could have done having another pick in that first round. So I was a little disappointed with that, a little disappointed there with, with their decision. But that's what they did. And moving on to see what is next. Who was next in our draft order after that? We had Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and now the Cleveland Browns, who we said it was no accident them drafting the 26. It was no trade. They made the playoffs. And they had a hell of a draft, guys. I want to spend maybe a minute or two on this. The first draft pick was Greg Newsom. The second, again, you guys go back and listen to the second and senior and junior and what all that means. So Greg Newsom comes in at cornerback for the Cleveland Browns. They're getting back Grant Delpit. You know, they added Jadavian Clowney. All these guys on defense that they've added. And we know they have a good offense, especially with the running game. Cleveland did such a good job. And before I get your guys' opinion, Here's a couple of other positions that they did draft. They also got Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. And I think I pronounced that correctly. The linebacker at Notre Dame, he's a first round guy. And they got him at the 52nd pick. They also drafted Anthony Schwartz out of wide, out of Auburn, who's a wide receiver. I watched tape on him. This guy's a speedster. You can hand him off the ball. You can do a lot of stuff with him. They got more offensive linemen. They got more defensive tackles. They got another wide receiver out of UCLA. They had an unbelievable draft. I think Cleveland is so prime and ready to get back to where they were and go even further. And again, this Greg Newsom getting getting him uh, at the cornerback again. Grant Delpit coming back, like I said, sure enough, that secondary. Wow, I love what Cleveland is doing and like piggybacking off of what I said last year when I finally said yes, they're actually going to make the playoffs. This is the year. Damian Cleveland's getting better. No, they are. I love what he did in the draft. I love the pick of Greg Newsom the second at cornerback. I didn't expect him to go corner here, but when he made that pick, I was like, I love it. I love it because yeah. you want that shutdown. Like if you can shut down both sides and like your cornerbacks out there doing this type of work, imagine that along with Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney rushing. It's going to be oh. nasty. Nasty. Absolutely nasty. Nikki, Cleveland is really going to be a team you got to watch. As long as Baker Mayfield can have a replicate of the season that he had last year and not turn the ball over, 
They're going to go deep in the playoffs. Okay. Oh God! <laughs> like I just okay. They did this year. Like I just you know whatever. Okay, sure. Oh man, you're wow. you're gonna be the Stephen A. to their Cowboys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, look, like Newsom. Yeah, he's gonna help them, right? Improve that pass defense. Who finished twenty second in the league, by the way? So yeah. yeah, everybody get on the Cleveland train again this year. Okay, let's see how far they go and choke it all away. Okay. Wow. You almost, you almost said accident waiting to happen. I'll tell you, you're going to be the, the you're going to be the Cleveland Browns version of Stephen A. Smith. You this are. The- you are. We'll give you a little bit more time to jump on the bandwagon over here, you know, but it's running out of time. I don't jump on bandwagons, off. Jay. I create them. Ooh, oh, mic drop. If my mic didn't cost so much, I'd drop it. Right <laughs> Freaking wonderful. I love it. All right, well. That could be my housewives tagline, by the way. Just if Bravo's listening, they want to sign me up for Jersey one season. I already got my tagline. That's a they good better. tagline. They it is. <laughs> if they know what they're doing, they 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 hire you in a second, no question. <laughs> uh, Baltimore made a couple of hires. They had the 27th and 31st pick, but the 27th pick was Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota, big guy. Um, Damien, I didn't, what were you talking about him going to Baltimore? I had them picking Terrence Marshall Jr. at LSU, um, but Bateman, I'm not mad at that pick. Uh, that's a that's a good pick. Big wide receiver, like you said. Somebody, I wanted them to get somebody big for Lamar Jackson to throw to. Right. Have that, that big catch radius. So I like this pick a lot. Yeah, I like it too. I like it too. They, that's We all talked about they need a wide receiver. We were all about that. Um, it was a matter of if they, if they liked one that was still on the board and they got one. They got one, Nikki. So, you know, this definitely helps the team. If, if you know, Lamar Jackson uh, could build a rapport with Bateman over here, that'll be huge. Oh, God. They desperately needed this, and they got it. So, happy for the Ravens. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Hey, D, how happy are you? 28th pick, New Orleans Saints. They take Peyton Turner from Houston, defensive end. Talk to me about this. Oh, uh, man. So, I was – at this point in the draft, I was kind of delusional because we were, like, four and a half hours in. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but – I was still still watching, waiting for my Saints to pick. And I thought for sure we were going to go Asante Samuel Jr., maybe even Eric Stokes. And we went Peyton Turner, who I hadn't heard his name mentioned in the first round at all. <laughs> um, so after the pick, of course, I do my research, you know, my YouTubing. Um, he's definitely a freak athlete. You know, somebody coming from Houston isn't a small school, but as a football program, you think of him as a small school. Um, right. And we've made this pick before. We have somebody on the roster right now in Davenport, who's on defense line. He went to a really small school in um, University of Texas, San Antonio. But he, he's freakish athletic, but hasn't lived up to the billing yet. So I don't know if they're thinking, okay, this is our chance to reset and do that again. Um, but I can't be too mad at the Saints because the Saints have had a good history in the past few years of drafting. Yeah, I have to trust them, but I wasn't excited about the pick. Neither was I, as I was trying to put myself in your shoes. I'm like Peyton Turner. I'm like, this is like a Sean Peyton related thing. I'm like, I don't, I didn't really get it because I, I thought that, <laughs> like you, I was thinking, I was thinking Eric Stokes. Um, I was thinking a, a couple other guys. Even if you wanted to go defensive end with uh, Jason Oway, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I, I was surprised with Peyton Turner. But then again, I don't know a lot about him, and I'm gonna have like you, I'm gonna have to trust. The coaching staff, uh, Damien, 
that they made the right pick and they did their homework. Otherwise, they wouldn't have picked him at 28th, Nikki, I'm guessing. So they must know something that we don't. Yeah, but like I said, look, the Saints this is a team. You guys are going to face Tom Brady two, three times a season for God knows mm-hmm. how long, next 10 years. So like I said, <laughs> in my book, you can never have too many pass rushers. That's a very Especially good point. Especially against Tom Brady. You've got to keep him rattled, as my Giants have provided the entire league with the blueprint. <laughs> I love how you brought everybody full circle. I love it. <laughs> By the way, and did actually, you guys see – I just have to say real quick. Did you guys see today – Tom Brady said he would give back, I think it was his last two Super Bowls or whatever, to get that one that ruined the yep. undefeated season. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you hear that thing? Did I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't yeah. hear that. That's a really big. I that's really that. big to say that. Let me yeah. send you the tweet for proof day just so you can. <laughs> no, I definitely know oh, you're I credible. Oh, I definitely <laughs> heard it. He said that he would give back two rings to have that one perfect season and the freaking dude's got seven rings and that would leave him with five and he'd probably win another one this year. So what does it matter to him? So I believe him when he says that and he's done everything except for yeah, that. Have except the for that. Season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? I mean, what else? Do you, so yeah, that is, yeah, that, that was interesting. One other thing about Brady, he made a really big stink about, um, you know, players being able to wear whatever the number they want. So the guy that they drafted, we'll get to in a minute, Joe Tryon, he wants to wear number nine. He's a linebacker. Now, Remember last uh, the last time I was on a couple of weeks, guys, we talked about, like, yeah, wear whatever freaking number you want. Who cares? I'm kind of starting to see what Tom Brady's talking about. Like, you have a guy wearing number nine who's a linebacker or a defensive end. You know, when you see a number nine, you're thinking, oh, that guy's maybe, uh, you know, could be a wide receiver at this point or a quarterback. Or really, I, I think that the number system actually works and should stay in place. I'm really seeing what Tom Brady's saying now. With these numbers, it can get confusing for referees. And when they started letting, um, you know, wide receivers wear numbers in the teens and everything, you know, that was a little step. But now it's getting to, like, anybody can wear any number they want. I'm kind of seeing what Brady's saying over here, Nikki. I see it, but, you know, like I say, embrace the chaos. Wear the numbers. I guess. I, I don't know, Damien. What do, you, what do you think about this? I think this is Tom Brady showing his age. Uh, I don't think maybe really... so. Yeah. Maybe it's the old man on the stoop. Yeah, I don't think it really matters. Once he gets out there, he'll be able to tell that the number nine, who's 250 pounds, isn't a cornerback. Uh, he'll, he'll be able to, to yeah. see that coming, like that big guy coming at him. So I think he'll be all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it'll be an adaption for everybody. It's not just about Tom Brady, even though he thinks the world revolves around him, apparently, but it doesn't. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that in. It, it is interesting. I'm kind of seeing what he's saying, how it could be confusing. But at the end of the day, it's a freaking number. So let's get past it. I get it. All right. The Green Bay Packers, who we talked a lot about in neighborhood news. Don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there next year, but we do know that Eric Stokes is going to be there next year at a Georgia cornerback. Um I'm all good with that. They had a pretty good secondary to begin with, but um, some guys were getting hurt, some were leaving. So I'm all right with that pick, with, with the Packers going defense, with them thinking that Aaron Rodgers was still going to be around, but maybe they didn't draft a wide receiver. He wanted Damien. I don't know. What do you think about this pick and everything with the Pack? No, they needed a cornerback. That was one of their biggest weaknesses. Uh, we saw it in the NFC Championship game. I say the difference in that game wasn't when Aaron Rodgers didn't run for that third down. It was the end of the first half when that cornerback got burnt for that touchdown um, mm. that gave that big lead to the Bucks going into the second half. 
So they needed to shore up that position. It was the right pick. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like the analysis and, and I'm not arguing with it. What do you think, Nikki? Yeah, no, I don't hate it. I had them going wide receiver here just because I thought that <laughs> one of these years they're going to do it. But um, no, like you guys said, they needed a corner and that was the right pick for them. Yeah, I had Newsom going to uh, to Green Bay. Obviously, he went a few picks before. So I'll take my little point for that as far as a cornerback is concerned. But wrong one. Uh, moving to Buffalo, they were a team that could have gone in a lot of different directions because they're pretty stacked. But they ended up going with a defensive end out of Miami, um, Gregory Rousseau. I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, so he's the defensive end. I had them. I had the Buffalo Bills taking Aziz Ajilari. So I'll take my little point for defensive end. But um, from what I understand, the Bills are pretty high on this guy. And I was watching some game fill out of game film from Miami with this kid. And I think that he also wore a single-digit number, if I can remember correctly. And he looked like he was all over the field. So Buffalo... They're all about defense and making Josh Allen have him doing his thing. So I really can't be mad at this pick because if we remember, they were also interested in getting J.J. Watt at defensive end. So they did fill a need that they felt that they had to had to fill Damien. So does this make sense to you? Yeah, it makes sense. I had him going cornerback, um, but, okay. you know, it's something that you could fill later on the draft. So I'm not mad at this pick at all. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. And, you know, I feel like the pass rushers and cornerbacks are so synonymous you know, if you have great pass rushing, your cornerbacks are going to be better. If your pass rushing isn't that great and you have great cornerbacks, then your defensive line looks better. It goes back and forth. So if you can get pressure on the quarterback quickly, Nikki, we know your cornerbacks are going to look better automatically right away. Yep. And he's certainly going to help with the pass rush. And like I keep saying, you can never have too many. No, you're right. You're right. Especially in this league. There's no question about it. And there was another one that went defensive end. Baltimore got back into it at pick 31, and they took Jason Oway, all right? I had them taking Campbell, so I get my little pick for a defensive end, but the Ravens stacking up on defense again, where I think that they're really strong. I don't hate the pick because I think they got great value, Damian, with this guy, because I thought that he was going to be a top 15 pick from what I read, from what I heard and everything, but Casey trades over to Baltimore. Baltimore gets their second pick in the first round with Jason Oway, defensive end out of Penn State, who a lot of people really like. So he can bring the power and the thunder right away, but was it the right pick in your opinion? Yeah, I like this pick. Uh, they had a need on defense. Uh, it was a position where they weren't bad, but you could see that it was a need that was going to be there for the future. Um, so I like this pick a lot, especially when you have two picks in the first round. Why not take one on an amazing athlete on the edge rush shot? Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Nick, what do you think? Um, yeah, no, it looks like he'll make an immediate impact for them. So, you know, Ravens, yeah. all about defense. I think so. Yeah, they they sure are. That's been their bread and butter for the last 20 years, basically. Ray Lewis set the standard, no doubt. Getting back to the last pick of the draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champions, who Nikki said they shouldn't draft anybody. It's not fair, but they did draft <laughs> Joe Tryon. The linebacker we were just talking about who's going to wear number nine. I guess Brady's not going to have to worry about his number nine, but maybe other number nines, number sixes, number threes, whatever it's going to be for other players. But they go linebacker. And like uh, like we talked about, guys, they, they could have picked anybody at this point. So, Damien, you good with them picking a linebacker? They could have picked anybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, it didn't matter uh, as long as it wasn't like – even if they did a kicker, like if they would have got a kicker who was the best kicker in college or whatever – it wouldn't have mattered. Like, oh, okay. 
they, they right. you know, took a chance on this kicker being great. It yep. truly didn't matter who they picked. It, it really didn't. It, it truly didn't matter who they picked because they, they brought everybody back, and that never happens. They brought everyone back, Nikki, as you know. So, look, they're prime and ready to make another Super Bowl run uh, with this kid or without this kid. They got everybody coming back. Oh, yes, they do. They shouldn't have had to pick anybody, but like you said, I mean, really, just it didn't matter. Good for them. Super Bowl bound, I guess. I guess they got to watch out yeah. for Cleveland, right? Watch out for Cleveland. <laughs> you bet your ass. <laughs> you bet they better watch out. For I Cleveland. love it. I don't know what you would call something that's anti-brown. Like I don't know. What she is. <laughs> I don't know. She like what like dogs. Yeah, I guess anti-dog. You know, yeah, you're right there with me not liking dogs that much. So, yeah, I guess you you be the, the dog hater. Uh, well, I am. I call it Nikki. There you go. I am severely <laughs> allergic to cats and dogs, so I'm really not an animal fan. Uh, yeah, and keep the pollen away from you also. We know that's yeah. destroying you. Can't have that. No pollen, no animals in there, Nikki. Let her have everything else. She deserves it, including her Twitter handle. You must follow her. Nikki, give it out. I guess can find me on Twitter at Nikki Nick 9384. Yeah, she's a great follow and a lot of fun, and she'll make you think and she'll make you laugh, and she's very tricky, so watch out. D, what's up with the show, baby? Tell everybody real quick what you got going on, man. Yeah, the real deal with Damian Adams will be back next week. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the real deal WDA, and the podcast, of course, is everywhere you listen to podcasts. It is. My man does this thing and he does it to per freaking section. Love it. I got the best team in the business over here. Couldn't do it without him. My name's Jason Fearman. You can catch me on Twitter at Sports Profit One. I will start getting uh, into the tweeting more and everything like that. I know I've been absent from it for a while, but the NFL draft is coming gone. We're going to have more to talk about next week, getting deeper into things. Maybe Aaron Rodgers finds a home, maybe something. Who knows? But things are going to happen and we're going to be on top of it. You get your information here, third and three podcast. Shout out to the sports column. We appreciate and thank you, Anchor Radio, for sponsoring us. We are here to stay. We're not going anywhere. We love our NFL. We love our sports. We love each other. We love you. And we appreciate you guys listening. Until next time, the third and three podcast, we are out. Peace. Bye.